0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. We are thrilled to join you on 610 AM ESPN Radio, ready to help you move into the weekend talking about all the news in the world of sports. You can join in the fun at 888-728-9941. Uh, Jeff, unlike me, your bracket is not busted on day two.
1: I'm still alive.
0: That's only because you picked Michigan and they That's survived right. against Montana. Uh-huh. Uh, I, on the other hand, got one game wrong yesterday. And what
1: pray tell was it?
0: Uh, unfortunately it was arizona who i also had advancing nice. to the final against villanova <laughs> so with my one loss yesterday i busted my whole bracket you are halfway done man. i was doing so well mm-hmm. for a while and it just did not happen
1: for a while what time was the arizona game
0: It was in the second they was in the evening oh okay <laughs> i wasn't out by like early afternoon that's normally what happens i blow it early So I I lasted for a little while. it's good
1: that you hung in that long in the tournament.
0: I did hang on for a little bit, but we are actually not alone on the show this week. Why don't you bring our guest on?
1: Is Mark Nartucci on the line?
2: Uh, Yes, I am.
1: Hey, Mark. How you doing?
2: Great, great. How you guys doing?
1: Okay. So where are you right now?
2: Are you back
0: from Wichita? I'm back
2: home, yes. I got got home today. I I left uh, Wichita early this morning, and uh, I'm here now.
0: How did Wichita treat you, other than the fact that it was not the result you were looking for for Penn while covering? Well, nothing? it
2: was, it was, yeah. The people there were nice. They were nice to the Penn people. They, you know, it, it was good. It's a good area, and it's a, they, they love their basketball. I mean, when over thirteen thousand come out to see an open basketball practice uh, uh, the day before the game, you know, it's, you know, they like hoops there. What
0: was the atmosphere out like there? I mean, you talk about thirteen thousand showing up the day before. For the games themselves, did they really embrace the idea of having the tournament out there?
2: Well, they did, and the the other thing is, it's 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 sort of like, it was a like a Kansas home game. Kansas is two and a half hour drive from uh, there, and it was uh, obviously you could tell by watching it was a pro pro Kansas crowd, uh, and they were really for the Jayhawks.
0: Penn looked like they played well early. They were up when I when I saw the score. I was like, oh, my father-in-law is going to be real happy here. And then all of a sudden I checked back after that, and I just realized he wasn't going to be quite as happy.
2: Well, it was 21 to 11. Uh, they had gotten some good threes. But as Brian Bedley had said from Penn, he had made a couple of uh, early threes, and then all of a sudden uh, Kansas got a little serious, didn't give him so much open space anymore, and, and uh, just made it more more difficult. Uh, that's a very good Kansas team, and that's why I, I, thought, uh, I thought Penn played well. I really did. I mean, you know, they got down by 13 early second half. They cut it to four, and they, they, they really kept fighting a lot. But they I know they played Villanova early in the year, and that was in December. But, they, they you know, they're not used to the kind of athleticism that really wore them down uh, as the game went on yesterday.
1: Is Penn back now, or was this a one-year wonder?
2: Oh no, I I think they're very much back. In fact, uh I I've written a story about that that uh, uh just just went online um re- recently that I, I uh, this is not a one year thing for them and uh coach Steve Donio I th- says that he thinks they're going to get better year after year after year. I mean, they only lose one starter in uh Darnell Foreman, um uh, Caleb Wood, a, a very key uh reserve. They also lose Kiddo had 14 points yesterday but they they have people coming uh, back they they have, they have some good freshmen this year that they're very high on and a uh, young man Michael Wang who's a six foot 10 inch center who's who's coming in one of the recruits for next year so uh, now I think this is going to be a very very good pen team next year the only the only thing is the Ivy League in a whole just about everybody comes back from the from the teams that are going to be contenders, so it's going to be a very tough league next year.
0: The experience that they've got should should help them though moving into next year. Going out and playing a team like Kansas in that atmosphere, you can't prepare for that if you're a young coach with a young team. So to be able to get that this year, it definitely gives them something to build on.
2: That's an excellent point, and 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 they they, they will build on it and 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 learn from it. And you know, facing a guy like De- Devonte Graham who had the twenty nine points and and. As Steve Donahue said, he only shot nine for 24, and he did. Uh, the, the problem was he missed a lot of early shots and then started to get it going. But even on his misses, he was, <laughs> he was driving to the basket at will. So uh, just a, a tremendous player and to face, someone like that in a team like that. Yeah, you can't buy that kind of experience.
1: So what else did you, what else did you see in that bracket while you were out there?
2: Well, to be honest with you, the only thing I saw was 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 Penn and and Kansas because that uh, that was all I was there and I the whole rest of the night I was doing stuff on Penn and writing stuff so I really didn't watch uh, any of the other teams that closely.
0: So now that you're back, you get to watch all the games that are going on and and catch up on what's up with the tournament. Nova looked dominant in their first round matchup against Radford. They're they're a team that. Has that depth and and that experience that we talk about Penn getting really looks like they're they're set up well. They'll they'll have their their game tomorrow against Alabama, battle of two top ten draft pick guards with Sexton and Brunson. Uh, what do you see coming out of that game?
2: Um. I- yeah, I, I, you said top ten, top ten uh, picks, in Brunson. I'm not sure about that. Not not top ten uh,
0: picks, but uh, the the top guards th- oh, no that, that would come out in the it. in the draft.
2: Sexton is unbelievable uh, uh, athletically and everything like that. The problem is Villanova has more depth, and even though they depend a lot on Brunson, they have other people that that can really uh, really do it for them. I mean, Bridges Bri- Bridges is improvement. Uh, in the last two years is about as much as anybody in college basketball, uh, uh, from what they've had. And, and I, I just think they're a deep experienced team. I, I think Jay Wright is one of the best coaches, uh, around. I, I think he, he coaches the switch defensively on people as well as anybody in any coach in the nation. So I, I think Villanova, you know, is going to make a deep run that said, um, Sexton has really been playing well down the stretch, and uh, he's certainly going to be a handful tomorrow. It's,
0: it's definitely going to be a handful. The The one thing, it, it seems like Villanova, with the injuries they had earlier in the season, they've had a lot of players get experience and play, and now with their team a little bit healthier, they've got a lot of depth that you talk about there that can really carry them far in a tournament like this, it would seem.
2: Well, Don't you guys think they, they actually have more depth than they did two years ago when they won it all?
0: It, that's what it seems like. I mean, the I I don't won't match starting five for starting five. I'll let someone else do that. But if you look at the depth on the bench and the experience those players have gotten and the role they've played, they it seems like Jay Wright can turn to the bench and he has a lot more options on this year's team than he's had in past years.
2: Yeah, and, and the other thing is though, it seems like he's more comfortable when he doesn't have a lot of options. You know, I don't think he's he, he likes to go more than eight eight deep. Uh, uh, but he will if he has to. But, um, again, this is a very, very solid team. And what I th- what I think about this year's NCAA tournament is, and I know people have said this before, but I think it's as wide open as it has been. I mean, there are, I think, more teams, I think, that have the ability to win this thing than there have been. I, I picked Duke before it all started. We'll see how that works. Why do you think
1: it's more open than it has been in the past?
2: I I just don't do you see dominant teams? I mean I, I I don't I don't see that one team where where you say wow they they're just un, unbeatable they, see- they can't you know like like that whatever it was 2012 Kentucky team or some of the other teams there. I think these there are all teams that that are all very good but they have some warts to them and and, and can be beaten.
0: Uh, it's funny. I maybe it's the state of the NCAA now. I see teams with dominant with players that can be dominant. But I don't see dominant teams. I mean, you saw Oklahoma yesterday with Trey Young. He did everything he could, but they couldn't overcome Rhode Island, who was the better team playing as opposed to the star on the court. And I, I think you're right. You, you don't really have that that favorite that everybody thinks is a can't miss, except for Jeff, who thinks that Michigan is the favorite that can't well, miss well, all the no, time.
1: No, but I, I, what, I, what I think is there's two types of teams that are good these days, which is is the, the teams that can bring in the one and dones, in which case they can't, you can't really form a defense with a bunch of freshmen. And then there's the second type of team, which is Michigan or Virginia or, or Villanova or people like that, that have players that stay for more than one year and, and fit into a system as well as starting to excel as athletes.
2: Oh, there's no question. Right. The, but, again, I, I don't I don't see a a, a... Dominant one out there, Uh, and I think it's actually good for college basketball that 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 there's so many people that you know think that they're in the running for this uh, championship this year. I think it's good. The
0: Pac-10 itself had a a tough. Tournament USC didn't make it. Uh, their teams are zero and three with Arizona going down and busting my bracket last night.
1: I like how you insulted them and knocked them from the Pac twelve back to the Pac ten because they're so bad. <laughs>
0: they're, the two the teams they added aren't doing much better than the other ones. It, what has happened to to the the Pac ten? I mean, I remember the days of UCLA dominating in this tournament, and it just doesn't seem like like that. Uh, Conference is at the level that it once was. Granted, the Ball family is not there anymore, but (laughs) what?
2: Yeah, I'll tell you the biggest head-scratcher is is Arizona. I, I know they've had problems. I know the whole Sean Miller thing. I know the FBI stuff. I get it and all. But when you have a guy that might be the first player in the NBA, drafted, and and you go and you lose by whatever it was twenty or so to Buffalo. That wasn't it, even
0: close. It, well wait. Yeah, it's
2: it's just inexcusable. So I, it's hard to say because, uh, you know, it's not like they stop getting good players and everything. I I think possibly just an off year for them. There there's still some pretty good players that go to the Pac-10, and and uh, I, I'm not ready to predict this league's demise o- over a long term.
1: Well, but keep in mind if DeAndre yeah, Ayton if DeAndre Aiton goes first this year this will be the second year that the Pac-12 has the first round pick and they can't get past the first round. I mean the (laughs) first, first game because last year was Markel Fultz and they couldn't even sniff getting into the tournament.
0: He's like a bad word around here. you know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, if you look at last year, right, they had what the top two, right? Right. With ball there and everything. It, again, what the NCAA tournament has shown is you do need talent, but you need to be a team. And, and, uh, that that's why some of these teams with, you know, fifth-year seniors and things like that are, are teams that, you know, that might hang around there a while. So it should be interesting. I don't know
0: if you saw the news. We got the alert right before we went on the air that the the center for Purdue, Isaac Haas, broke his elbow with the team up 20 uh, and the game out of reach. And now he's out for the rest of the tournament. So it looks like that kind of throws that bracket a little bit more wide open if Purdue doesn't have him there. Um, what are your thoughts? Any other upsets? Anything surprised you so far? I know you haven't been able to watch as, as much as you had hoped for with, with all your work and everything. Uh,
2: I I was surprised that, uh, <laughs> Rob Gray from Houston, who I, I've seen a lot because I cover Temple and they're in the same conference scored 39 points. He now, looked I, good. Listen, he is, he is a very good player. Don't get me wrong, but he, I mean, he almost, he single-handedly won, won that game for them. And, uh, they're an interesting team. They're they're one of those teams that that have have people that have been around for a while and everything. They don't have m- much height. uh... But I think we're going to kind of expect the unexpected in this thing.
1: All right. Well, if, if I make it till 10 o'clock tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, he also single
0: handedly made Jeff miss the Michigan game because I, a, that game went so late that Jeff it was past Jeff's bedtime. Yeah. Uh,
2: so, so assuming I. Jeff's actually, a big Michigan guy. Huh? He yes, I a, am.
0: He's an alum. He, believe me, he will tweet at anybody who has Michigan associated with anything going
1: on in their name. So, so assuming I make it to tomorrow night's game, which I think, again, is the last game of the night. But what do I have to look for other than Rob Gray that they have on their team?
2: Well, I I think first of all I I think that the um, the the guy that's guiding them, Kelvin Sampson, he was the AAC Coach of the Year. Um, and he is. I think I know. I know he had some some tough times and tough missteps in the past, but. Um, he is a very good coach, and he's he's certainly proving that. I think, um, I think they are the, what is it, the 322nd biggest team, which means they're not they don't have very much size. But uh, I could root for a
0: short team like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, but they, I mean they could they could put a whole lineup in there that's um you know six six five or under. Uh, you know, they have a guard Corey Corey Davis Jr. who who gives them some 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 explosion. Uh, Devin Davis, a redshirt senior, again another team with older people. About six six, a 6'6", uh, redshirt senior who who will just battle you. Does very well playing playing against taller guys. Uh, so it, it's a Houston team that I I think is 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 as physically and mentally tough as as they come. Um, and they'll, they will just battle you.
1: Now, Rob Gray, how tall is he?
2: Oh, he's small. He's a. He, I think he's listed at six one. If he is that, good luck. Is that, you know, is that
1: before or is, is that counting the
2: man bun or without the man bun? <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I don't know. Again, Jeff's just he, jealous
0: he can't grow his hair like that. <laughs> that's really what it is.
2: I'm in that uh, category myself. So, uh, but but anyway, no. I I, I mean, so so I've, they are more than gray. I mean, in fact, Temple. If you go back and look, kind of neutralized uh, neutralized gray, neutralized gray in, in in a number of games uh, over his career. But some of these other guys came on uh, to beat them. So I I just think it's a physically tough team that'll get after you, and they they take on the personality of Sampson their coach.
0: Uh, it's a good thing you got out of Wichita when you did. They're going to be a morning today with uh, Wichita State going down to Marshall and a big upset there at 13-4. If, if West Virginia game wins, you get West Virginia-Marshall in the second round out there. That, that could be a, a fun little uh, backyard brawl.
2: How about that? How about that state and all the, all the fun they, they will have there? I'm a little surprised at Wichita State because that's another team I've seen a number of times this year because they're in Temple's Conference. Um. They were not playing very well at the end of the season, um, but I, I did see them knock off Temple in in Orlando in the AAC tournament, and and I thought that you know this team has a chance to be dangerous. Uh, very surprised at that result.
0: Yeah, I, uh, we were watching here in the studio before we came in, and I I expected more out of that team. Uh, I liked their coach, and I just really thought that they were they were going to do more. Um, we definitely look forward to giving you a little time to watch the rest of the tournament. Now yeah, that you're traveling, what are you gonna
1: be, what, what, are we, what are you going to be writing about this weekend?
2: Well, I, like I said, I, I i just wrote about I just wrote about Penn that that's just I just went up a few minutes ago, and, and then I, I actually go back to football. You know, Temple started spring football practice, so I'll be there tomorrow. Uh, uh, seeing seeing what's going on there. No rest Rouda. for the weary, huh? Yeah, I missed the first couple because I was in Wichita, but uh, yeah, it'll be good because I think they're going to have a pretty good season, too.
0: Well, we will have you on as it goes forward to talk about that, and uh, glad you're back safely, and thanks for coming on with us, recapping a little bit of the tourney.
2: Okay, guys, my pleasure.
0: Have a great one, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Jeff, so um, we didn't go to Wichita, but... Um, we watched. <laughs> you know, here. that's
1: just not on my bucket list. No, nothing, n- nothing personal. <coughs> but but you'd, you'd have gone if now.
0: Michigan played out there.
1: If the Final Four was there and they were in it, yeah, I'd go. Yeah, you'd you'd have totally gone. We've we've already worked out that if if Michigan knocked on knock on wood somehow makes the final, the the guy that I've gone in the past with, He would go again. That he's going to be coming home from Spain, and we we met this afternoon and already coordinated our trip to San Antonio for the final.
0: So would that be like a couple years ago when you went and the game doesn't Uh, exist anymore?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, we were there. (laughs) Last time I checked, it was a very exciting game versus Louisville. For those
0: not aware, Jeff went to the game in 2013, Michigan against Louisville in the final. Louisville won. The game was vacated. No longer counts Jeff, as Jeff, of a couple Jeff weeks ago. Jeff still believes, according to his credit card bills, that the game counted. Yeah. And therefore, he's not satisfied with the NCAA decision.
1: I think I should get my money back. If they're I, saying the game never happened, why should I get? Why should I have been
0: billed for it? I think that you need to find some good counsel for there that. There you go. Anyway, so how are you watching the
1: games? Are you watching on TV? Are You, <laughs> you, you know, you're just doing this to egg me on. I right?
0: am. I yeah, am. Because you Tell know me.
1: I am not sitting on my phone. Watching the games. Why not? Because I have a nice big screen television that I can watch the games and actually see the players But what if you can't be in front of that big screen television? Then it means I have work to do.
0: I think it's funny that you didn't know about the boss button.
1: Well, because I'm the boss. I mean... Because well. <laughs> I'm the boss. There you go. <laughs> way, way to drop that down there.
0: So I'm, I was always... I mean, what am I supposed employee. to do? For, for our listeners, if you haven't used the March Madness app on the phone <laughs> or, or use the uh, the website, they have a boss button that if you push it, it goes over to a PowerPoint. So it doesn't look like you're not doing work. It looks like you're not actually watching the yeah, game. Yeah,
1: except if, you, if you've if you never done a PowerPoint for your boss and they wonder why you're doing a the PowerPoint The whole point, point
0: is just that there's silence and you're not listening to the game. I... I do enjoy what they do with the app. They have a fast break feature that you can yeah. kind of hop around to some of the different games. I also like that now they put the score in the top corner and tell you what channel you can flip to if the games are close. It's one of the things I do like now over past years. Did you watch the game no, with oh, the oh, overhead oh, wait, view? Wait,
1: wait, wait, Time out, time out. Before if we get to the video game view. <laughs> you didn't like that view. No. no. It, it, so do you actually know where to find True TV now? Yes. Because every year True TV appears to only exist in most of our minds. When then there's the tournament a tournament game on. game
0: on, so it's a good thing that Xfinity has the remote that you can talk into and say. Fight. So you don't know the. Ne- <laughs> well, now I know the channel, yeah. but I may not have at the time. Uh huh. I, I don't know how I would have made that work. Okay. Okay. Now did get you back watch? To your video game view. Did you watch the uh, selection show?
1: Yes. Well, you, you stop with the video games. Now. Are you? Well, it wasn't the video game.
0: It was the view
1: that yeah, they had. Right. So so that view, which they've also tried in football is a view that looks like you're playing a video game. Do you not like it because of that? No, I like my traditional view where you can see <sighs> things from the side. I don't need to look from it. If you if you have the view from above, you don't really you can't tell if the ball is going Are you anti
0: in. everything new or just something? No, I'm
1: anti watching something where I can't tell if the ball is going to go in.
0: Okay, well speaking of things that are new that you can be anti, tell yeah. me you were anti the way that they did this bracket reveal show no
1: i'm not I'm, I, I told you i'm not anti it because i don't watch it i don't sit there for two hours while they drag out the bracket it's just frustrating i don't believe I'm, it should be dragged out for two hours but i also don't believe that i should have to wait 20 minutes to see my first seed at all see but that's just that see i'm a players guy and i'm sitting there saying that at least for those those kids in college they find out right away they don't have to sit there with some dude with a camera just staring at them for two hours to see if they get in and then having the disappointed faces.
0: So you were okay with the studio audience and eating pizza while doing graphic pick? Or, uh, no, because I don't watch it. it- What kind of sports host are you that you don't watch these things? Come on. Watch the announcement? Yes.
1: Why can't I just look on the app and it'll tell me? Well, you don't use the app. You only use the TV. You have big TV. You told us that. No, I have the bracket (laughs) on on the app. I watch the games on the television the way they were made to be watched.
0: All right. Well, we're going to come back. We're going to go to the break. We'll come back. Uh, Howie Roseman is still making moves for the Eagles. The Phillies are getting closer to coming north. Howie, go on vacation. It's okay. (laughs) Jeff needs a break. Stick with us.
3: Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-337. 3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon residential landline customer to apply for eligible programs that's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Just
0: because you can't see lead paint doesn't mean it's not on your walls, doors, windows, or sills. Today, lead paint poisoning affects over 1 million children. What's more, just 3 granules of lead dust from old paint can poison your child. If your house was built before 1978 and you have kids six years old or younger or are pregnant, it's very important to know what to do. There are simple steps you can take to make your kids lead-free kids. Log on to leadfreekids.org or call 800-424-LED for more information. A message from the Coalition to End Childhood Lead Poisoning, the EPA, HUD, and the Ad Council. Wow, Texas is beating Nevada. It, it, you're going to come back to break and talk about the scores? Is that yeah, going to bring us exactly. back? Exactly. You know, we are on the air. I you know. And course. I think that's pretty exciting. Welcome back to the heart of sports while Jeff checks scores on his iPad because he doesn't have his big screen TV. I'm in not front watching of him. the games, though. You could give us a call at 888 728 9941. I am. I have Butler, Arkansas up over here. It's not very close. Butler's up by 15. This is a fun time of year that we can talk all kinds of sports and watch all from, these games. From
1: now on, I'm just
0: going to blurt out scores when we come back. All sorts of scores. I'm sure that the listeners yeah. will enjoy that. Uh-huh. They'll get a ton out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Howie Roseman didn't go on vacation this week, Jeff. Nope. I don't uh, think Howie Roseman <laughs> ever goes on vacation. There's a lot of changes that happened on the team this week. So I'm Not gonna run just the team. In the league. All over the place. So let's run through some of the th- the Eagles moves this week alone, okay? Yep. And make your comments as you choose. Brent Selleck released uh, the longest tenured eagle. Your thoughts?
1: It was time. It's just that simple. I, I mean, it's it, the business they, side they, of this. Yes, business. they have Zach Ertz. They have a, a they have a top tier tight end. They don't need. Two upper tight ends that are taking up ten million plus on their roster. This afternoon, Vinny Curry was released after they were unable to restructure his contract. That I would like to, I would have liked to see him because I just don't think you can ever have enough defensive linemen. I think that constant rotation is is the wave of today and tomorrow is to have got speed rushers, guys that never get tired, just constantly pounding on an offensive. Well, player. and Bo Allen's now in Tampa Bay also, but we'll yeah. get to what they did to replace that.
0: Mm-hmm. Trey Burton no longer here, now in Chicago, four right. years, $32 million. That's a pretty good deal for him. It's a very good deal, though he yeah. did express disappointment that he didn't feel like they made an effort for him, which surprised me, though I don't think they ever really thought that they could sign him. They weren't going to give him that kind of it, money. It,
1: before the Super Bowl, everybody knew he was gone. He was so gone. so what, would he have been happier if Howie Roseman made just a token a, a offer? half? bleep effort i mean it doesn't make sense to me i enjoyed how you bleeped yourself thank you that was good yeah
0: uh they restructured lane johnson's deal to save 7.5 million dollars on the cap this year i was impressed that they were able to get that done uh they restructured zach ertz to save 5.4 million dollars they signed nigel bradham
1: that was a big – that's a, that's too big a contract for him. $8 It's
3: actually, a year?
0: It's actually a much more friendly team contract know, where they can I get know. out of it. But the thing that – so it came down to probably him or Kendricks. They'll mm-hmm. try and trade Kendricks. But the thing that I like about them keeping him, with Hicks coming back, he has never been able to stay healthy. Bradham was the quarterback of your defense. He's the one who made the calls. He's the one who's got the players in the positions. So I like the fact that if Hicks is not available or goes down again, you have somebody there who can run that defense. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was happy that they kept that. I'll buy that. They signed Haloti Nata from
1: Detroit. To a one-year deal. Surprised? No, I think that's a good pickup. And it gives you depth on that he's rotation. Not, he's not what he was when he was with the Ravens, but... But, again, add him into the rotation, and I think that's a good move. With
0: now Michael Bennett and Fletcher Cox. If I'm a quarterback, I'm not looking for a good day when I'm playing against this defense. Yeah. Uh, They signed linebacker Corey Nelson to a one-year deal from Denver. Okay, so the thing I found interesting about that is he apparently went with the Eagles over Denver because they said he was going to get more playing time. So is he going to to you know does that signal
1: kendricks is going to be leaving and no i just think that's a player talking as he signs a contract okay so do you yeah. think
0: they keep kendricks cuz i don't well I don't. did you think they were
1: keeping him last year no
0: well so but with the signing of bradham i don't see how they're going to commit that much money after they what they did to the defensive line and their secondary
1: well uh, to me the problem with kendricks is that he has a hard time covering backs out of the backfield so i thought he was going to be gone last year uh, I think you're probably right that he's going to be gone this year. But uh, but we said that last year, and he was still around.
0: Right towards the end of the show last week, the Eagles traded Torrey Smith to Car- uh, Carolina for Daryl Worley, saved $4.3 million. Yep. I was impressed they were able to get anything for him. I thought they were just going to cut him. I did too.
1: But Torrey, was a, he, he was a class act, but but he was unfortunately expendable considering it's what they already had. the business side yep. of the business.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Robinson signs a four-year deal with the Saints. Surprised you? No, that's fine. You're fine bye bye. with that. Yeah, uh-huh. they do have a lot of players in the secondary. I wonder whether they try and make a move and get a draft pick by trading one of their. Defensive backs. I'm not really sure. They still don't have a second or third round pick in the draft this year. They don't
1: have defensive backs that are going to bring them back anything. I agree with you. I think so Darby's the. the I think Darby's the only one that gets you value. Yeah, well, it depends on what value is. If you fifth or sixth round pick, maybe he's not going to get you anything more than that. I don't think anybody really gets them right. So mm-hmm. you hold on to these guys until you get through, you know, fall practice and you see who what shakes out. You see if Sidney Jones is ready. That that'll. that'll make things a lot better. If he's not ready, then you're going to have to stick with this guy.
0: You know who didn't move?
1: Who? Nick Foles. He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. No, anymore. I mean and now that now that the Bills signed someone. The Bills have AJ McCarron. Right. You have
0: Kirk Cousins with the largest guaranteed deal at 86 million dollars for 3 years. You got Tyrod Taylor that was traded to the Browns. To the Browns? Right. You have Case Keenum in Denver, Mm -hmm. and you have Sam Bradford in Arizona. Arizona. Well, they might
1: need a quarterback because Bradford might be hurt by next week. I'm
0: not mad at Sam Bradford, but I want his agent. He's gonna make hundred and thirty million dollars of actual money made, not like on paper. Right. Potentially, and will I go think he's away. won less than
1: thirty games in his NFL career.
0: Yes, clearly, um, you it's and I,
1: amazing.
0: You and I should talk about trying to get his agent to negotiate stuff for us. Because no, I just want an arm
1: transplant. It, if I could get somebody to put an arm on me that I could actually throw the ball, apparently, you could stick around forever. Apparently. Uh, Green Bay signed Jimmy Graham to a
0: three-year deal. Then they cut Jordy Nelson.
1: That shocked me. The business side of this business. Yeah, because Jordy Nelson, other than Aaron Rodgers, there's nobody more beloved there. The
0: face of the Packers at this point. I have a couple friends who are huge Packer fans and are huge Jordy Nelson fans that were very disappointed. Yeah, Uh, He quickly signed with the Raiders. Wasn't Mm -hmm. out there long. I actually thought he would end up in New England because that's where all all (laughs) older receivers end up going eventually. And Amendola left. He did leave. He went to to Miami. So and that's after Miami traded their receiver to Cleveland.
1: So, jo- Jordy's going to Oakland or is he going to Vegas?
0: Well, whatever the Raiders end <laughs> up. And they and then they cut Michael Crabtree. Right. as well out there with the Raiders. Well, uh, he doesn't fit into their new offense. No. Yeah. Not at all. Drew Brees stays in New Orleans, two-year 50 million dollar deal. Apparently had offers to go other places for more money, didn't didn't go with it. Sammy Watkins signs with the Chiefs. Allen Robinson signs with the Bears. Looks like they're trying to give Mitch Trubisky a couple weapons there between yeah. Burton and um, – do you know who they brought in but as Allen their...
1: Robinson is a very good wide receiver if did, he stays healthy. Did you see who they brought in as their backup quarterback? Who? Chase Daniel. Oh, my God. See? You can just stick around. He Look, he
0: is a quarterback groomer. That's all he is. He teaches young <laughs> quarterbacks – how to be professionals because he's been around your drew Breeses and your and he understands you know who else was like that who
1: doug peterson
0: he was yeah look i think chase daniel will eventually be he a was. coach yeah. i mean those are the types of players who i'm hang being serious that's what doug around. peterson was exactly yeah. and they know how to thrive in those situations
1: look who doug peterson played behind he played <laughs> behind great quarterbacks. absolutely yeah uh richard sherman cut by the seahawks and then stabbed
0: him in the back <laughs> went right to the <laughs> niners can you blame him there are people are were people who were mad at him that said he went to like the enemy and it's like this team the other team didn't want you what are you not going to sign
1: because they used to not like each I, other i think they gotta let it go for and and keep in mind richard sherman played for stanford that stanford's right around the corner from yeah he's so, a Cali guy
0: yeah so so he just went home uh, it, it's amazing how different the Seahawks
1: defense is going to look next year. With yeah, the can they, that can they please, please hold on to Earl Thomas and not hand him over to the Cowboys? And that's
0: what looks like it might happen. For what? Well, they're asking for a first and third, but I don't see how any team is willing to give that up right uh, now. Why, for I mean, I, he's, I he's coming off
1: an injury. and I understand that, that the Seahawks are trying to retool, but why would you give up the leader of your defense? I wouldn't, but they didn't really ask me. Uh, Joe... Unless he can't play, and then they can trade him to the Cowboys. Yes, then that, I'm cool. That, with it. Then I'm. Yeah. Then we're all cool right. with it. Yeah.
0: Joe Thomas retires in Cleveland. He played ten thousand straight snaps. And do you want a great stat? He never started the season one and zero. I know.
1: Isn't that sad? How awful is that? He's. I don't think he was ever to the playoffs. Never to the playoffs. Never, so, so he looked at all the moves that the Browns were making and, <laughs> and he, he said, was it, he was said whoa, whoa, done. whoa, we might have a winning season. I got to get out of here. He, apparently he was not
0: impressed <laughs> by what they're doing. Look, I think the Browns are trying to turn over their roster and they're doing a pretty good job of doing it.
1: You think he goes to the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I do. Think about that. A guy who was never in the playoffs and was on some of the worst teams in the history of the NFL who turned down leaving the Browns to go to the Broncos. Um, and he's gonna walk into the hall of but fame. But he deserves it. He does deserve it. But but what a waste of talent! Of a talent, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he could have been
0: on a on championship teams and and just been that. He could have down. been the reason for
1: championship teams. That's Abs- how good
0: he was. Absolutely. Uh, I was surprised the Cardinals released Teron Matthew. I guess they needed all that money for Sam Bradford. I guess so. Uh, That surprised me.
1: Even though he's 25, he suffered a bunch of injuries, though. He cannot stay healthy. It has been a problem for them. So I guess the Cardinals decided, look, we're not going to take risks on players anymore. (laughs) So so they signed Sam Bradford.
0: (laughs) And it looks like... Cincinnati might be in the, in the market for a, a linebacker. Vontez Burfik facing a four-game suspension for PEDs.
1: Why would anybody pick this guy up? Why would anybody want this guy on their team? He like, is toxic. He's been toxic since he's been in the league. He gets suspended. Now he's got this issue. I just don't get why anybody would want him around. What surprised you the most about the NFL offseason so far? I don't know. The the fact that there are so many moves, I mean the NFL was not like other leagues. The NFL was not a team that made lots of trades. This offseason, especially this early, you're seeing a lot of movement. A lot. Yeah. I, I enjoy this time. And a lot of time. quarterbacks are, are moving around. I, I enjoy this
0: time. You know, the legal tampering. Time.
1: yeah exactly <laughs> just, hey, just get rid of it yeah
0: well, come on let's yeah. stop faking it mm-hmm. can, can we just call it what it is yeah it's, just, the, it's the open negotiation period I,
1: I, I don't know why they have it i get it in college to some extent because there are more people kind of watching what's going on in the NFL, it's just like, all right, I'll call the agent's assistant, and we'll just talk to him in there. And, okay, we got a deal. Kind of right, but we really don't. I, I just don't understand why they do it.
0: All right, before we head the break, we'll move yeah. on and talk a little Phillies, but a little baseball news for you. The Uh-oh. Astros and Jose Altuve agree to a five-year, $151 million contract extension. Your thoughts?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I so badly want to say something right now. So, so how many does, millions is that per foot? Does, all right, that's not right. Why you?
0: Okay, now we're gonna I have thought, it out. Why do you have I to thought, go to the height? Those are fighting words, right there. We got Narducci on the line talking yeah. about how uh, Rhode Island how, a how Houston's a small team with the average at six five and their point guard six one. If that look, I'd kill to be six Okay, is that a okay. city?
1: Is it a city thing?
0: i don't know why you got to go to the height huh
1: chris paul's not exactly that's tall a, that, either. That's, huh?
0: that's a low blow yeah you don't really oh have no to. pun intended yeah huh? you don't have to go there yeah you know you don't really have to do that
1: well look he's he is worth every penny that guy is the mvp of his team he he's could run MVP circles around you no matter how tall you are anybody can run circles around <laughs> come on <laughs>
0: All right, Phillies, exciting week for the Phillies. All right, first of all, the opener a little
1: pitcher. The
0: opener is two weeks ago, two weeks from yesterday. Yeah, they start in Atlanta. They did find themselves a pitcher,
1: Jake Arietta, number forty-nine.
0: <laughs> Who stole it from
1: Ben? That's Lively. Right. <laughs> I still want to know what he had to pay Ben Lively to I'm get that number. Nothing. Ben Lively's lucky if he makes the team. <laughs> you th- you you think he's gonna fight with Arietta, uh, Cy Young, order? So they they winner? the Phillies
0: waited him out. They got yeah. him on their terms. They mm-hmm. wanted a short deal with with the money up front, a three year, seventy five million dollar deal. Um, instantly upgrades the rotation. Yeah. And when you look at it, we were talking about this. Before well, until the, today, we'll get there in a yeah. second. It, it, if you look at the off season, who would have thought that going in the Phillies would land two of the real big name free agents between mm-hmm. he and Santana in a year that people thought they weren't quite going there yet?
1: Yeah, the, the traditional thought was is that the, this was going to be another year that the Phillies were going to develop their young talent and next year was going to be their dive into free agency. Because well, they don't really have any, before Santana and Arrieta, they didn't have any big contracts on their team. No,
0: they barely had any veterans.
1: Right, <laughs> everybody's
0: everybody's like twenty five yeah, years so, old or so so less.
1: So now you have a couple veteran players who can help the younger guys and help the team now. On the downside,
0: yeah, Jared Eichoff out six that, to eight weeks hurt. with a
1: strained lat muscle. That really hurts because I because I I just he think he has the body type he has he he seems like the kind of guy that just would be a horse. He doesn't throw a hundred miles an hour, but he has the he has the right form. He's got those those strong legs and the push off, kind of like a Curt Schilling did. He was the kind of guy you expected to have the longevity, but now he this is the second year he's kind of had an issue with injuries.
0: It is disappointing that he's going to start the season that way. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to work himself back into shape. It's going to take time. So let's talk rotation is nola your nola's your opening day starter right now yes, right he's earned it he he may yeah. not be the one going forward he Arrieta, 1 2 okay mm-hmm. then
1: what well you you got vinny if he can go 5 innings that's your bullpen boy he, he is but they 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 seem to be on a stick with him but today he pitched 2.2 innings and and at this point of spring training you're supposed to be going five six seven innings maybe not seven, but five to six innings. This is the time, especially when you're two weeks beforehand. And Vinny, again, is a guy who throws too many pitches. He gives up hits, and he strikes out a, lo- a lot of guys, but he's constantly going to 2-2 and 3-2 counts.
0: So I'm going to give you a couple names of pitchers. You tell me who you think is going to be in the rotation at this point. Uh, you got Pavetta, Velasquez, Ben Lively, Zach Eflin, Jake Thompson, other. You Did you, did you mention lighter, too? No, because I think they want to make lighter their long man in the bullpen. Now that may change given that they need another starter. But I think if if I'm the Phillies, I'm looking to try and keep him in that role and see if
1: I do have another starter. My my, my money's on Velasquez, although I believe he should be the closer. Um, Eflin, Eflin's healthy. He's tall. He has good command. What is I it think he a guy. I? No, I just, I, oh, yeah. I, I, th- I think he, he's gonna be a very good pitcher if he, can, again, he can stay healthy. He had the issue with his knees, but now he's fresh. He had the surgeries, and he seems to have gotten. He even said he was kind of like a beanpole last year, and now he's had to develop muscle. And I think that Mark Leiter is, he's not a guy who's gonna wow you, but he is an intelligent pitcher who works his pitchers. Unless Cobb, unless they sign Cobb. So are are Pavetta and Thompson in the minors in AAA? Are they in the bullpen? I don't know. I think they go to AAA. Thompson is a starter. I don't think they're going to move him to long relief. Okay. And he seems to be doing better this spring, and I think that he would probably be the next man up if somebody else got injured. Speaking of
0: AAA, we know that Kingery is going to be going down we also know there is going to be a clamoring for him to be in the majors as soon as that service requirement is up in mid-May. Mm-hmm. How long do you think he stays uh, in AAA before he comes back up to the big team?
1: See, first I don't, I don't think I, I have a theory about these guys that they're coming to spring training. Is that once the season starts and they go down, people forget about them, unless they are just tearing it up. And you constantly hear something on the news, and I I think that he's going to go down, and he's going to stay down there until we can see whether or not Franco plays well or not. I still have my concerns about Franco, and I think that if Franco struggles through April, I think Kingery's up and playing third base by May first. May first, yeah. Uh, C- Caesars, uh, to me, uh, you know, people want Kingery to come up. Caesar is one of the best second basemen in the league defensively and offense. And he's probably gonna be their leadoff. Right. And you have or... JP Crawford who, you know, people have always thought he was coming up for his offense. I think he's gonna struggle again. Um but he's I, gonna be here for his defense. He he's gonna be a great he's gonna be the, the best since he, I think he's better than than um than Jimmy was. So before we had the break, last season the Phillies played better
0: in the second half, but they yeah. ended up at sixty six and ninety six. We were talking before the show. You see how the team's shaping up. Uh, the, who they brought in. What is a good season in your mind? Eighty-four wins. So you're not on the wild card train.
1: You're on the... that may be That may be a wild card team. So you get... You're talking about a, a five hundred plus team. If people stay healthy and they find a third and fourth pitcher that is consistent, eighty-four wins would give them eighteen more than last season. Yeah, but but last year was. <laughs> Everybody was falling the pitchers were just falling by the wayside by the end of the season. Well, we haven't
0: started the season and they're already falling by the wayside.
1: Yeah, so. but I but I think with Aaron Nolan and Arietta, is a horse, by the way. Yes. I mean Arietta pitched Very a lot, excited think, to see him pitch. I think over the last five years he's had the second or third best ERA in, in the major league. So I mean, th- this is the kind of guy that you want on there. I but I think the hitting with a year of seasoning, I think that these guys can be much better. We just have to figure out who's the right fielder. I think that's going to be the key. Is it going to be out there, or is it going to be Nick Williams? And then once they make
0: that decision, does somebody become expendable at that point? Or I think
1: the other guy becomes the fourth outfielder unless they get, They want to trade and get some pitching. That'll be the last word on your Phillies talk for this Whoa, week, Whoa, so you don't want to discuss the other rumor? Go ahead, bring it up. So apparently, Boris says that, that um, Bryce Harper, he thinks it's going to be either the Nationals or the Phillies. Do you want him? Yeah. I do. Now, keep in mind, I was okay with Cole Camels throwing at him a couple of years ago, but he is a transcendent talent. That you know him and Mike Trout. Gonna, I'd rather have Mike well, Trout, and that's okay. So, yeah. Trout or Harper?
0: You Trout, want Trout. I want Trout. You're willing yeah. to break the bank though and and bring that here because it's 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 funny the so some of the little parallels between the Phillies and the the Sixers right now with mm-hmm. the the young players coming up and people paying attention and then these potential stars that could be brought in to these teams and how they would fit in that dynamic with the fan base and with the, the team. Mm-hmm. So the, the parallels kind of interesting. I hadn't really thought about that much before. Um, I'm not, I know Harper's a great player. I, I haven't been a huge fan of his attitude all the time, but he, he plays hard. He does. And the city I think would like that. He's the kind of guy that you hate when you're playing against him, but you love when he's playing for you. Yes. Uh, so I, you know, I wouldn't be, I would not be surprised if that happens I also wouldn't be surprised if they go in a totally different direction and go with like, Machado or, or somebody like that who isn't going to be
1: the— Look, I'll take him, too. Yeah. He's he's Trust me, Machado's not going to make much less than Harper is.
0: I think it's the personality might be a better fit in this clubhouse— for the team well having a third
1: baseman it. like that also is a great Yeah, fit. I think I think just in general he might be a better
0: fit. But let's let's see how these young guys all pan out this year. Well, for now let's go to break. When we come back we'll talk a little Sixers and Flyers and how we're going to keep our sanity as we get through the rest of the sports season.
3: Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family.
2: Imagine the 50 million Americans who are hungry right now. Imagine that 17 million of them are children. Now imagine how you can help. Since 1975, Hungerthon and Why Hunger have counted on you to help feed those in need. Right now, you can make a $10 donation to a hungry child by texting the word imagine to 50555. Or find other ways to help at hungerthon.org. Imagine there's no hunger.
1: guess what texas is still winning it's 45 32 and the murray state racers are down by 10 to welcome back to the heart of sports where jeff cohen gives you score updates before we even finish the music playing
0: breck is there a way that we could just mute his mic at times is that possible
3: yeah i could do it now if you want
0: what, what about it if we didn't want to do it at times and just for the whole show can we do that too uh listeners will go down Listen, with, if they couldn't hear Jeff's voice they'd go down yes. yeah Jeff brings in ratings I know Jeff equals ratings oh, I understand nice. that I'm, to go. I'm
1: aware that it's, fiver will be right on your desk it's, after the it's, show do yeah, I get score, Tasty Cakes for that yes you do it's those score updates that does it <laughs> it's the Tasty Cakes that do it it is the Tasty Cakes so wait till next week when I break in with uh, Frozen 4 updates <laughs> <laughs> alright Did you watch the
0: Sixers game last night, or
1: had you already (laughs) fallen asleep? Huh? Did you watch the Sixers? No, I did watch the Sixers. You watched the Sixers. You know, they they are so frustrating. Because didn't it look like for three quarters, they were going down to the Knicks, and the whole time I'm sitting there grumbling, this is a game they should win. They were down 13
0: in the third quarter. There was no
1: way they should have ever been down 13 to that team. I don't get it. They are such an enigma. They play... Great quarters, and then just really bad quarters, and it's always the same thing. Turnovers. It is.
0: It's infuriating. And I think after the Indianapolis game, um, Sarich said that they were too unselfish. Oh, I think was what he. You want said me there. to censor myself again? Yeah, I wasn't happy with that. <laughs> what you are is See, too. He's sl- not paying attention. I have to bleep it myself. What what you are is too <laughs> sloppy and too lazy when you're making passes and and playing. Yeah, and that's the the problem. The amount of
1: turnovers is going to kill him in, in the playoffs. You, you know, I can eliminate at least part of these turnovers by one thing. Please, please tell Joel Embiid. To stop dribbling the ball outside the key. Can we
0: talk about that for a second? I don't because understand
1: it. Brett Brown drew
0: up a play at the end of the game against Indy where Joel Embiid had the ball outside the three-point arc and mm-hmm. shot. Nobody else did anything. Right. Nothing. Mm-hmm. What kind of a play is that? It's not. A- a- I don't understand the end of game planning. It's funny. The Sixers and Flyers both frustrate me
1: because – they have potential, but some of their coaching decisions are maddening to me. Well, I heard somebody make the comment that you can't change their birth certificates, which was meant to say young players make turnovers. But young that's, players—that's nonsense. Well, I know, but but young. Nice sensor uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was going to say something else, but I knew Brett wasn't paying attention. So. <laughs> yeah, young players also are so supposed fun. to learn things, and, and one of th- I every game I go to. There are at least two or three times where all of a sudden Embiid puts the ball on the ground with his left hand and starts dribbling. And I turn to whoever I went with and go, they're just gonna steal it from him. And they, they do. do, they smack it away. He either dribbles it off of his foot, he's not that good at dribble, he's an incredible player, but he is seven two. And and I will just tell you seven two players are not good dribblers except for Ben Simmons they're not tall players are not good dribblers for a reason because the taller you are the farther the ball has to travel, the more a shorter player has the ability to steal the ball. I just don't understand. You you give the other team a
0: break when you don't have your big man down on the blocks being physical. Especially that big picking man. Picking up fouls against him, having mm-hmm. to work every play, running your offense through him instead you got him out on the perimeter trying to pass around and do something that just isn't
1: working. And by the way, it 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 increases his risk of of being injured because he he often falls when that (laughs) happens he trips and he falls and and if he would just plant himself in the middle not all the time but a lot of the time there's nobody in the league who can guard him no and it it clogs up the lane which also means you're opening more room for your shooters when he's out there he's bringing the defense out with him now with all that said yeah
0: they're 37 and 30 and in sixth place
1: better than i thought they'd be this year
0: so I mean, you know, we can be frustrated young right. team, everything. Have the expectations changed to the point where that's not good enough anymore.
1: No. No, it it it's just frustrating. It's not it's not complaining that they should be better. It's complaining that 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 they're not learning from their mistakes and realizing that there are certain when when you you play to your strengths, you don't play to your weaknesses. And Joel Embiid when he starts dribbling with his left hand, is playing to his weakness. It's that simple. But but if but if people are going to be disappointed if the Sixers don't win the first round of the playoffs, then they're missing the whole point of of what's going on here. Now it would be nice now if they play the Celtics because I don't know if you heard Marcus Smart's out for six to eight weeks. Oh, is he? Yeah. And and I I
0: did hear that um Kyrie may have to have for thumb surgery. Thumb of thumb all surgery things. also too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, look. There is no, it's funny, we talked in the tournament with Mark about how there isn't a dominant team. There isn't a dominant team in the East. That's the whole reason. In that, the NBA? In the East. Oh, yeah, there isn't. I mean, that's the whole reason. To me,
1: to, I still believe Toronto is the best team in the East, and, and they their big flaw is, is that their backcourt can just go cold. And I, they don't really have a frontcourt. Like Robert Covington ice cold, or... He look, he has his games. He still, you know, people want to criticize that was not a big contract that he got. First of all, second of all, he has his offensive games. He's not consistent. But the one thing he is consistent about is defense. He is a good defender. I saw a video
0: on Twitter again this week of Markel Fultz practicing his shot. Mm -hmm. Are we ever going to see Markel Fultz this season? Not this year. I'm just going to ask you that every week.
1: No, but—, but I but, mean, look, but, so for our let, listeners, let's,
0: we sit in this studio, and I look at our producer behind the glass, and behind him is a poster <laughs> that the Sixers must have put out that has Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Markel Fultz. And I look at that every single week, and then I talk to you about Markel right. Fultz' playing
1: ability. But but the thing is, is from what we're seeing, Markel Fultz, is, the shot's coming back. That's the good news. He's apparently healthy. That's the good news. The fact is you got 15 to 20 games left in the season of a guy who has not really played in the NBA yet, and you need to get playoff ready. You do not have time to incorporate him into this offense. So I do not think you are going to see him on the court between the time the game starts and the game finishes. You might see him in practices. But I think even that it's going to be limited. He's going to keep working on his shot. I don't think you're going to see him on many five-on-five drills and practices because they got stuff to work on. Next game tonight at home against
0: Brooklyn. They uh, better win. They need to win that yes. game. Yes, uh, they really. They can't. You know, Milwaukee will will sneak up on them quickly. They're in the seventh spot. They they really need to keep winning if
1: they have hope. Look, if they can. Hey, by the way, did you happen to notice when they were playing the Nets the other day, Okafor came in, <laughs> and Okafor look like a man on with a mission probably the most motivated
0: that he's looked
1: they probably want to play the Sixers it was only for about a four or five minute period but he made Embiid look bad and I think it was partly because Embiid was kind of not taking it seriously like he came in he went over he patted him on the back he made a comment about him he started smirking and then Okafor just went (laughs) down the court and spun around him and dunked it wasn't having
0: any of it yes He, he wasn't into it yeah um the Flyers are driving me crazy yeah I turned on the game, and uh, Morazic had given up four goals by the middle of the second.
1: And then Lyon came in.
0: And I'm just going to make the point. I'm Mm -hmm. in the semifinals of my fantasy hockey league, and I had Morazic, so he gave me a minus 10 last night. When did you pick up Morazic as your goalie? When Mike Smith for Calgary got hurt, and I needed a backup, so when the Flyers traded for him. But now Smith's back, so I released Morazic after he hung up a minus 10 last night for me. However, now he'll do well. I'm sure, because <laughs> I don't have him. Good, I'm glad I could help the team. That's good. Actually, it doesn't look like he's going to start tomorrow. It looks like they're going go to go with Alex Lyon. Yeah. Uh, what does that tell you about this team, that they are to the point where they believe that their best option for no, winning games you're, you're is, Alex, it. is Alex uh, Lyon? No, you're misreading
1: Here's part of the problem. Razzick was traded for a reason. He was not starting with the Red Wings for a reason. He's not... Uh, ready for prime time, starting goalie. So again, and they believe that Alex Lyon is their best option. No, no, right no. Now. But but then what happened is he got here and he played a couple very good games and. The coach did what the coach does, which is he overplays his goalie. He plays the hot hand until he's cooled he it off. He overplays everybody. Can you explain it's a, to it's me? It's a
0: real problem. Can you explain to me so how it, many times I have to watch our fourth line late in the game give something up to a top line for another team because they're in the wrong position because this coach won't shorten his bench? I don't understand what they are doing. I really I don't. don't.
1: You know, you know, he's he's a college coach with no real NHL experience, right? And, Look, and he, and I don't he came, need
0: participation trophies in
1: the last five minutes of the game. I need good defense that doesn't th- have breakdowns. I don't think it's that. I I just don't. I think he's stubborn, and I think he just sticks to, like, once he sees something good, he just stays with it. And and in hockey, you cannot do it. It is it is a long season. It is a marathon. And and to wear your goalies out until the only choice is to bring the next goalie in is just not a good option, and and we don't have Braden Holpe who can play every day. We just don't have that goalie, and he needs to realize he can't turn Mirazik or Elliott or Lyon into that goalie. Will he? Will he realize it? Yeah. The answer is no. So
0: and, and how yeah. do you feel about the the coaching? We talked about the Sixers and Flyers in this segment. We talk about the players a lot. How do you feel about the coaches? we got like two minutes left. Which coaches. Do you have confidence in Dave Hackstall and Brett Brown right now? I have confidence in Brett Brown. But not Dave
1: Haxtahl. No, I don't have confidence in Haxtahl.
0: What would have to change for you to feel better? Because I, I keep watching With you, know, you, you talk about the players on the or sixers the not learning. Yeah. I keep watching the same breakdowns from the Flyers late in games, the same defensive mistakes, hanging their goalies out to dry. Um, it just doesn't look like they are improving on the things they need to. Hackstall's not going to be here much longer. So you don't
1: think that no. he comes back next season, even if they make uh, the playoffs? It, may, maybe he comes back next season. I don't think he should. I just, I just don't think. I don't think the, there's a lot of young talent here. I don't think the t- young talent's getting better because of him. I think there's you just see a lot of young talent making the same mistakes. You're, and going, I think, you're, you're going down there Sunday, right? I am, and I, it's a huge game. You're playing Washington. So you need to win this game. You need to win tomorrow night, too. But you need to win these two games. These are important games for them to be playing. They, have, I think they play Carolina tomorrow. And then they're playing Washington at home. And it's a primetime game. It's a 5 o'clock game. So it, it's a big game, and they need to win it. They do. Uh, if they have any hopes of, of sticking in this, I mean, they've given
0: back a bunch of the ground that they, they made up after their poor
1: start. I mean, the players are all saying the right thing. They're confident. They think that they're in the playoffs. They're not that far out of the playoffs the devils are nipping on their heels too and the devils have played well and taylor hall has played very well yeah and they the have devil go- and they have goalie play and right now that's the big weakness of the flyers is goalie play and turnovers in their own zone and that's well look again we said it at the beginning of the season we said it at the beginning of last season we said it season
0: before goalie play until yeah. we get carter hart here it seems like we're going to be a broken record about
1: this yeah well that's not next year
0: all right, Jeff, we got another uh, under a minute. Are you going to be able to stay awake to watch the Michigan game tomorrow? <laughs>
1: I am going to a concert beforehand, so I will at least be awake at the beginning of the game. Uh, odds I fu- odds
0: I, that you stay awake for the whole game. A hundred percent. I'm going to check I, with, I'm gonna have to check with your wife on once, that. I don't know once, about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> once I get to the beginning of the game, the, the problem for me is, is that some of these NCAA games, they just don't end. They just drag on at the end of the game. The last two minutes seems to take 30 minutes to play.
0: Well, we're not going to let the last two minutes of the show take 30 minutes because we've only got five seconds. Stick with us. Everybody will join you next week on the hardest Sports. Have a great one. Bye-bye.